so like my my biggest engagement or like view hack I would say that I discovered and I've only done it once but um again because I'm not I'm not like super focused on growing the follower count at the moment but um if you have a reel and you want to get more views on that reel what you should do is you can share the reel to your story and turn off the volume and then cover it with an image (laughs) and then create your post so that anyone that is viewing that story, it will count as a view to your reel. Welcome to the Instagram Stories podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Hill. Each episode of this podcast, I find Instagram experts and I get them to share their secrets. I get them to tell the things that they only share with their clients once they're getting paid. I feel like you should be able to benefit from that knowledge for free. So that's what I try to provide here on this show. Interviews are typically around the 20 minute mark. I try to keep things short and to the point, but it's really because I think that most commutes are around 15, 20 minutes. So if this drags on for an hour, you're going to say, Daniel, I'm really not that interested for that long. I'm sorry. And I wouldn't blame you in the slightest. If you would like more Instagram information, because if you didn't know, Instagram's adding features all the time. There's a lot of nuances to how it works. I can't get to all of that on this show. I have a daily show. It's called the Instagram Stories, and you can find it on your smart speaker. If you use an Amazon Echo or a Google Nest or one of those kinds of smart speaker devices, or you can find it in the Apple Music Store or on iTunes, Spotify, wherever else you get podcasts. Just look for the Instagram stories. You'll know it's my show because there'll be hundreds and hundreds of episodes because it's a daily show. That's how it goes. Before we get into today's episode, I felt like I should tell you a story. I told the story the past couple times and I enjoyed it so much that I wanted to do it again. Recently, I was in a meeting at work and I joined the meeting a couple of minutes late. As I joined the meeting, one of the people in the meeting stopped the meeting and said, I'm so glad that Daniel's here. I just want to acknowledge that recently I discovered Daniel's Instagram and it is excellent. His wife is one of the most amazing people I have ever seen on the internet. She's so patient with him to make the videos and I absolutely love his content. I just want to pause right here and say that I was incredibly embarrassed in that moment. Why? I know what you're thinking. Why? Daniel, you spend all your time making content for strangers on the internet. Yeah, I know that that's what I do, but it just, for whatever, I really need to work on my level of embarrassment. Anyway, it ended up being really good, and I encouraged them to not look at my Instagram and instead just focus on the quality of work that I try to do every single day instead as a reference point for who I am. But if they uncover my Instagram in the future, I guess I'll be okay with that. If they find my TikTok, though, it's all over. That's all I can tell you. Okay, let's get into today's episode. I interview Sarah Alter. She's a veteran entrepreneur, business coach, certified life coach, and she founded Moment Consulting. Because of her background in marketing, branding, PR, she has a ton of experience, over 20 years, and she helps her clients build unique, sustainable, buzzworthy brands. She's been featured in a ton of online and physical publications. She's absolutely a great person to talk to, and she shares a trick about Instagram Reels to get more views that I did not know. 
I haven't tested it yet, but I will be testing it very soon, and I'll certainly be reporting back on how it goes. She shares a ton of other stories. You're really going to like this episode, so check it out. And if you'd like to check out Sarah's content online, you can look in the show notes, and you can find all Sarah's contact info in there. If you enjoy this episode, and if you enjoy all the content that I'm trying to create in the audio world, The Daily Show, this interview show, if you could do me a favor and go on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you listen to the show and leave me a review, that would really help other people to find the show, and it would mean a lot to me. If you're going to leave a negative review, I mean, don't do that. Just send me a message first. Say, hey, Daniel, you should fix this. And I'll fix it because I would prefer a positive review. This way I can be proud of what I'm creating. But if there's some glaringly obvious thing I need to do, just tell me. I'll fix it. I'm super cool like that. All right, let's get into today's show. Today on the show, we have Sarah Alter. Sarah, welcome. Thank you. Sarah, for those who are not familiar with you, can you tell us who you are and what it is that you do? Sure. So I am the founder of Moment Consulting, which is a consulting firm that primarily works with mom entrepreneurs who are starting, rebranding, or scaling small businesses. Great. How long have you been doing that? So I have been consulting for businesses for about seven years, and I officially founded Moment in 2019 launched the website on Mother's Day of 2020 in the middle of the pandemic, um, and that is coming off of 10 years of um, entrepreneurship owning a product-based business that was primarily built on Instagram. Okay. How did you get involved with Instagram? What made you realize like this is a platform you either really love or maybe not love as much? Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So when I founded my first business, which was a personalized nail polish business called Pretty Please, it was in 2010 and Instagram didn't even exist yet in the way that we all know it today. So I was one of the first businesses to you know, launch a business page on Instagram, one of the first businesses to launch a a face a business Facebook page on Facebook. Um, so I really grew up in this entrepreneurial space on social media. I've kind of seen it, seen it all, and um, you know, seen how it's evolved. In those early days, obviously, you know, it was a much different um, animal <laughs> than it is today. Um, obviously, you know, it was looked at as free marketing and exposure and, you know, our first opportunity to reach clients and customers that weren't local. So, you know, it was, it was incredible and it was very creative and pretty, you know, low stakes and stress-free, which is a very different environment than it is today. Yeah. A lot has, uh, a lot has changed over time. If you don't mind, can you talk a little bit about, I know you said you had something that did really, really well on social. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So, you know, this this business moment is, you know, it's a small consulting agency and my goal is not to be an influencer <laughs> and it it was not to go viral. Um I actually didn't even know what going viral meant specifically, but I, you know, we're in the middle of this pandemic and I wrote a quote about motherhood and work and kind of like this, you know, kind of the struggle of managing it all and just doing our best and, you know, forgot about it. And then within a week, 
um, you know, the post went viral to the point that, I mean, it's been seen like well, well over, you know, a million people at this point wow. and, um, you know, started getting noticed by celebrities and, you know, celebrity followed brands and it just kind of took on a life of its own, uh, which was a really interesting experience for a small business that was slowly growing on social media over time to have, you know, millions of, of eyeballs on my page and my website over this two week period. Did you learn anything from that experience? I sure did. Um, I learned a few things. The, the biggest takeaway I would say in terms of, you know, how I can relate this back to your audience is that, you know, while there were so many people that did land on my Instagram page as a result of this quote going viral, the thousands and thousands and thousands of people that stayed didn't stay and follow me because of that quote in particular. They stayed and continued to follow me because of all of the content that I had created prior to that moment. And so the lesson, you know, my takeaway from all of that is kind of like, I'm probably dating myself with my age, but you know, like that, that like, um, Kevin Costner movie from back in the day, like, you know, if you build it, they will come field of dreams. Um, it's like I built this account and I created content for close to a year that I imagined was, you know, whether it was being seen by 20 people or a million people, I still created that same level and value of content, or I hoped to, so that when that oppor- that rare opportunity came and all of these people, you know, landed on my page, they stayed. And it and so, you know, the takeaway is you're not creating your feed so that you know, for these individual posts so that every post is going to be like the moneymaker or every post is going to be the post that brings in all of these, you know, thousands of new followers. It's just not common. It's not realistic. But the idea is that you look at your feed as more of a portfolio or a storefront that you're building over time so that when, you know, the opportunity hits where people are, you know, virtually while strolling by that you do catch their eye and they want to stay. Right. That, so that's, I would say great, that's the biggest takeaway. Yeah, that's a great illustration. And it's it I would think of it like a puzzle piece, right? You know, you when you put that last puzzle piece in, then it becomes clear. You know, it's not on piece number one that you expect, oh yeah, now I'll be able to see the final picture. Um so that really makes sense. Exactly. How- and that's so interesting too, because I I never look at like I always look at my grid as a puzzle piece. Like I'm always looking to like the next image and the next piece of content to keep building. It's like Tetris. You know, it's not like that. It's I don't look at it as like that amazing individual post. It's never about just one. See, my brain doesn't work that way. Um, I'm, you know, a, a <laughs> bit more creative in that respect. So to me, making a cohesive grid is something that my brain just can't um, wrap around. I would really love to know if you can talk a little bit about how do you translate that into what you work on with your clients? Do your clients come to you expecting to have that same sort of viral experience? Do you teach them that strategy of, of looking at it cohesively and making sure that each piece fits? And, and what do you do if maybe they're like me and they don't, they don't think of it the way that you do? Sure. So I, you know, this is just my personal take on Instagram, but what I talk to my clients about first and foremost 
are realistic expectations around building their following, um, that, you know, viral post is just, that is not the goal um, for my, you know, for, for the way that I educate my clients on how to grow their account. I tell them exactly what I told you, which is that, you know, this is a slow grow and this is you, this is a, this, you know, this feed is a continuation of your website or your storefront or whatever it is that you're selling. It's just an additional place to showcase who you are and what you're selling. So looking at it as a brand portfolio or a storefront, it's like, that doesn't mean that just because you create you know, a beautiful window display that every single person walking by is going to come into your store and purchase at one time. But over time, as they walk back and forth, you know, over a week or a month and, you know, they see what you're putting in the window and how you're explaining your products and services, that's when they get more intrigued and maybe they'll pop in and stay a while. And so to me, it is very much about building that consistent, cohesive, grid and then obviously all of the additional elements now like reels and stories that's like you know that's a whole other piece to the to the puzzle but visually speaking like i am of the camp that it is important to have that you know aesthetically pleasing um professional looking grid and so i use like i I always use planning apps. Like my brain doesn't work like that either. I don't think anyone does. Like um, I always, I don't, my my mind doesn't work that I plan a lot of content in advance. Like I'm not doing batch planning, but I do think even having, you know, three posts lined up after your most recent post where you can visually see what it'll look like on your grid um, can help you plan and stay consistent. How do you incorporate some of the things that you mentioned, like Reels and IGTV, which can potentially mess up the look of your grid by <laughs> throwing a monkey wrench in it, you know, different dimensions and all, yeah. all sorts of things like that. How do you approach that? Um, well, I mean, if I, I always just, you know, suggest having saved cover art because, mm. you know, obviously you can keep consistent with your grid by doing a separate cover and then still getting the real and IGTV in there. Um, I, you know, as I've said to you before, like, you know, for a while, I think everyone was, and many people still are really going crazy with the reels and the stories and the, you know, there was that Instagram article that, that interview that came out um, or like leaked about, you know, how everyone should be expected to do like you know, seven IGTVs a week and six reels and, you know, 4,000 posts or whatever it was. It was just totally, you know, unattainable. And I think it's created a lot of burnout for so many people on this platform that instead of starting to create content in a more manageable way, people are just absolutely checking out and not creating anything. Like I personally, for the last month, I kind of just checked out. Like I was like, I have way more important things to be doing offline in my business than trying to like stay in this rat race. And that's what I talk to my clients about a lot. I think it's not as much about, you know, it really just is about quality over quantity and that extends to reels and IGTVs as well. You know, like if you do it in moderation and you can stay consistent, I think you'll see growth, but just churning out 
so much content for the sake of churning out content, I don't think you're going to see the results that you want. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So the article that you referenced, which by the way, I, I definitely recommend everyone go back and read. Um, the author, Rachel, was was on my podcast a few months back and we talked through and she said the exact same thing. Don't get overwhelmed by the sheer magnitude of these requirements. And the way I looked at it is those uh, recommendations are for people who have a team. If you have a team of 10 people, mm-hmm. by all means, you should be cranking out that much content. But if you don't, don't feel that level of pressure. Having said that, though, when I interviewed her, I really wanted to make sure that I at least made an attempt to have made some reels before that, because this is um, over the December time period of, of the pandemic. And I'd made a couple reels, but so I sat down and I tried to make like a reel every day for five or six days or whatever. And even though I was tired, it did really force me to come up with creative ideas and, and spend a lot of time watching other people's reels and watching other mm-hmm. TikToks and looking not for, does this entertain me, but does this entertain me? And could I make my own version that would entertain someone else? And that's what I think is really a, an interesting sort of step forward for people to go from consuming or maybe you know intermittently trying to make stabs at content to really kind of coming up with a consistent way, like like what you're talking about, to to do it, but without getting overwhelmed, because that's really the challenge there. Yeah. I mean, look, 30 days makes a habit. Is that what they say? So right. it's like the more you do anything, like the easier it gets. I like one of the main other main points that I talk about with my clients is just really getting clear about what you're trying to accomplish, you know? So for a lot of people, you know, it doesn't necessarily make sense to get on there and create all of these reels and get on IGTV all the time. Like if you're selling, you know, like a snack food, like I I don't know how much of that I need to see you know, in your reel or in your IGTV. Like, I don't know, like maybe just post, you know, two posts a week and like, I'm good. It's like, I feel like a lot of brands are really overdoing it to try and stay relevant and try and grow. But with so much content right now, it's just like, I I don't think it, it serves everyone well to you know, go hard in all right. of those areas. I think right. you need to really think about your your business and or your following and like what what are you even trying to accomplish with these, you know? I agree. And that's where it comes down to value, right? If it's valuable to your audience, then they will be interested in it. And it yeah. could be valuable because it's entertaining, because it's funny, because it's unique, all the other things that we talk about. But if you're just cranking out the same type of content over and over for your brand, and, and I think that is hard too, because if that's your job all day, every day, they're going to say, did you do your job today? Oh, you made five, whatever, TikToks, reels, mm-hmm. whatever. You did your job. Great. But did you really, you know, and, and I think that's an important differentiation that you're making. That, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Do you mind talking about if you have any favorite tricks or hacks, social media in general, Instagram related, anything like that? Sure. So, I mean, I have little, you know, like little engagement hacks, but I would just say, so like my my biggest engagement or like view hack, I would say that I discovered, and I've only done it once, but um, again, because I'm not, I'm not like super focused on growing the follower count at the moment. But um, if you have a reel and you want to get more views on that reel, what you should do is you can share the reel to your story and turn off the volume and then cover it with an image. (laughs) 
(laughs) And then create your post so that anyone that is viewing that story, it will count as a view to your reel. That's hilarious. And I love it. So how would you do that, right? You can share from reels to your story and then you can use the sticker, the camera one to Mm -hmm. put another image on top um, Mm -hmm. from your gallery or whatever. Correct. Interesting. Yeah. Or you, or you just add like, you know, like a, a, a shape or something and then put text in that or whatever it is. But yeah, um, you kind of just cover it up. It's like, it's a hidden reel. That is a great concept. Did you come up with that on your own? Because I love it. I did it. not. I did oh. not come up with that on my own. It's great. Could you potentially do that for multiple stories in a row? Like if you had, you know. Yeah. You, why not? <laughs> you totally. went somewhere, you, you took a few pictures, you could put the same reel behind yes. all of them potentially. That yes, is but the issue really is the issue is you can't, you can only do it at one story at a time because you, you know, it's like if you're right. lining up, that's, yeah. So it's one, but yeah, keep doing it. Right. See, that's see great. I yeah, love that. I, I haven't seen it talked about a lot, but I randomly saw, I read something about it once and I was like, why is no one else doing this? Or maybe they are. And they're just not, they're just not sharing it. It's entirely possible. Um, I love this concept. I'm going to test it and report back how it goes. Maybe, you know, I I think the shutting off the volume is the key component that I think a lot of people would miss. So uh, I'm glad you said that specifically. Yeah. And then in terms of like growth tips, I would just say, you know, something that I've discovered over the past few months, just because Instagram is so saturated right now, is I really try to think about ways that I can do less but get more exposure. So, you know, when you think about your exposure of spending a lot of time creating feed content versus spending a lot of time in one week, you know, doing, let's say, three interview, you know, three IGT lives with different creators or businesses that have, you know, a different following than you, you know, in that amount of time that you would spend, like the hour that you would spend doing that or 45 minutes, let's say that you would spend doing the IGTV live and getting in front of like 3000 new people versus the hour that you would spend creating, you know, two valuable feed posts. It's like how, you know, if you think about the amount of eyes that are going to land on those different, like those different ways of connecting with people, if only 10% of your audience is actually seeing your post versus a guaranteed amount of people going, you know, doing and kind of putting yourself in front of new audiences, I've just personally spent a lot more time doing, you know, interviews and podcasts like this and kind of taking it more like networking and then seeing the you know the results come back to you in your in your follower growth. Yeah, that engagement. That is uh, something I 100% agree and and support. But also, I think you'd need to do whichever is more fun for you and enjoyable too. I, I think that is a key component. If, if making feed posts for you is more enjoyable, then by all means. But oh, you know, absolutely, always do what works best for you. Always. Right. Um, but I think it's also, you know, you, again, it goes back to why are you on here? Like if you're on here cause you want to have fun, great, do whatever you want all day long. If you're on here because you really want to connect with your audience and get in front of new faces, you know, it's not like, it's also about being more strategic and probably stepping outside of just what works for you slash doing things that work for you that still work for your audience and get you in front of new people. I love that. Do you mind, I'm just going to put you on the spot a little bit with this one question. Recently, Mm -hmm. Instagram rolled out the ability to turn off seeing how many likes other people got as well as turning off likes on your own posts. 
Have you experimented with that at all? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Would you recommend it to others? What would you say? So I personally love it because one of the, you know, one of my biggest issues with Instagram right now and social media is the mental health component. And particularly when it comes to, you know, younger generations, I just think they did a really great thing by eliminating those likes. Um, I think it takes a lot of pressure off of people trying to grow their account and it's allowing people to go back to that fun, creative place where they're not so worried about feedback and they're more worried about or more focused on putting out content that means something to them or that they think their audience will like. And so for that, I think it's a positive. I don't know in terms of, you know, I don't know if there's enough data at this point to be able to tell how it's affecting engagement rates. If you can't see how many likes there are, are people going to continue to even like? Um, you know, if there aren't likes there, are people going, is that going to boost comments? Is it going to bring comments down? Is it, are people just going to be back to that like natural scroll versus that constant need to, you know, like and commenting, you know, like do all the things. So I don't think we have enough information yet how it will affect, you know, like psychologically how it'll affect everyone longer term. But I think in terms of mental health, it's incredible. And I've started to turn off my likes. I'm really glad you said that. I'm, I'm glad you're familiar with it and, and you've been using it. I personally turned off seeing how many likes other people get right away. And at first I was a little bit concerned, like, should I turn this off? But uh, I realized how much comparison I do. I, I look mm -hmm. at how many likes other people, and sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe I don't want to give them the like. They've gotten so many already, and and this post is really good. And to be honest with you, I am a little jealous that they created such great content. Yeah. And, and what is that really, you know, doing or or saying about me? So turning that off has changed that uh, calculation I do in my head of what their engagement rate is and all sorts of things. The only Absolutely. downside is I was talking with someone who you know potentially could be a a client or or we'd work together on some content and they said, oh, look at my Instagram. Tell me how I'm doing. And I was like, it looks great. And I realized in that moment, I was not able to do any calculation of how many likes mm -hmm. they got versus their followers. And maybe that was okay. <laughs> and so it was a yeah. very odd experience. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Like when you think about like KPI or ROI or whatever everyone's using to behind the scenes to determine if, if content is working or not, it's not... I mean, you can still do that behind, like you can, you still have all of that data for your clients. It's just the whole world doesn't need to see it. And that's the difference. It's like those numbers are really, what those numbers do, what those likes do is inform you as a business owner about how you're connecting with your audience. So you still have the information you need privately. It's just like, why does everyone else need to know what everyone else is doing? And yes. that's the pressure that's being removed. It's still like, you know, if you do a post and you get half the likes that you normally do and no one can see it, it's still telling you that it's not resonating with people, you know, versus yes. if you get triple the likes and you're like, okay, I need to create more content like that. Um, it's just more personal. It's like, I don't know, I like think back to the days when I worked in like, corporate, you know, and no one knew what I did all day. Like right. no one judged me for my accomplishments or my failures. And, you know, since going into business where everything's online, it's like people track your every move and your every success. And, 
you know, it's like, where were you yesterday? Like you weren't online. And I'm like, oh, I, like, I actually have a life and kids. And <laughs> like I, I had client work, like everything's okay. And I think that they're starting to just move away from that. And I think it's very healthy for a number of reasons. That's so great. And I'm, I'm so glad you said that. Do you mind just telling people where we can find you online and what we can look forward to you creating in the near future? Sure. So you can find me on Instagram at Moment Consulting. Um, and the meaning behind that is Mom Entrepreneur, M O N E N T Consulting. Oh, um, that's great. And that's mainly where I hang out um, if I'm online. And what you can expect from me are, um, you know, business insights, um, a lot of a lot of tips around content creation, messaging, copywriting, and how to really market and connect with your ideal customer. That's so great. Sarah, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for this having me. This has been a pleasure. Me. Of course. Nice to see you. That's it for today's interview with Sarah. Hopefully you found that helpful. I would really like to know if that trick works where you share your reel to your story and then you put a picture or a video on top of it so this way no one else can see. And if that increases your views in reels, do me a favor, test it out, tag me in it. If you're one of the few people that tags me in it, I'll do a raffle and I'll give away a gift card because that would be cool. This way you get to test something and maybe you win something. Everyone benefits in that case. If you enjoy the show, check out my daily show, The Instagram Stories, which you can find on your smart speaker or Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you can, please leave a review of this show on Apple Music. That would really help other people to find the show, and this way they can enjoy it and benefit from it the same way that you have. If you'd like to be a guest on this show, or you'd like to take over my daily show, maybe give me a little bit of a break for a day or two, that would be awesome. You can send me a direct message at Daniel Hill Media. I'll send you all the information on how we can set it up. I like to have organized systems, so you'll get a very detailed email. I even wrote out the script of what you can say if you want to take over the Daily Show. This way you don't really have to think too much. You just plug in the topic you want to talk about or the news article or the tip you want to share, and you're off to the races. That's how I roll. Okay, come back for the next episode of the Instagram Stories Podcast. My guest is going to be from the company Later. If you've ever used Later for scheduling Instagram posts, you're already familiar with the company. They have a great blog, and the person who runs their blog, her name's Nikki, she's going to be on the show, and we're going to chat all about Instagram, so come back for that. Thanks so much for listening. So just remind me, how did we get connected? We started talking because of Lisey, right? Lisey recommended yes. you? Yeah. Yes, she connected us. She just sent, she did an email intro. Yeah. yeah she's um she's great. She was on a couple episodes ago. And, yes, um, I listened to her episode. Oh, that's awesome. I, I don't even remember. Yeah. I was trying to think back. Um, we connected, I think, because of Clubhouse and then we started talking. Or no, she listened to my podcast. So this is like, um, this is where I want to go. This is great. This is, you know, you meet somebody else who introduced yes. somebody else and, you know, you kind of yeah. go down the line, which is awesome.